On behalf of Nellie and the family, I want to thank you for coming to this celebration of life for Larry Hunter. And let me say, in light of Nellie's painful sciatic nerve problem, we've streamlined the service somewhat. Uh, we've kept the essential parts, but we want to defer to her today. We're going to open a word of prayer, if you would bow with me at this time. Our Father, it is our desire that you be glorified today. That's how we can best honor Larry. His life demonstrated his faith and who Jesus is as God the Son and what he accomplished through his perfect life and sacrificial death and his victorious resurrection. Lord, we're thankful that not only did Larry embrace Christ as Savior, he served him as Lord for a number of years in a number of ways. We're also thankful that after 80 years of life on this earth, Larry is now experiencing the believer's hope. He's worshiping you in glory. I want to thank you for your work in and through his life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Tears and heartache are part of loving and losing someone. But the grief of our temporary loss must be balanced over joy over Larry's eternal gain. Indeed, we do want to celebrate Larry's life, but even more importantly, we want to celebrate the fact that he is now experiencing the believer's hope. And whether through death or through the Lord's return, we who are trusting in Christ will join him in God's appointed time. The family's asked that I read Psalm 23, a favorite of his, as our scripture for today. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Larry's life clearly demonstrated that the Lord was his shepherd. And we can be thankful that even in the valley of the shadow of death, we need not fear. This wonderful psalm speaks of the Lord's presence, his provision, his peace, his protection, and his promise of eternal life. At the family's request, Kim Farmer will come and sing, Be Not Afraid. in 
my side Be not afraid I have redeemed you Be not afraid I have called you by name When you pass through the waters I will be with you When you pass through the floods They will not sweep over you when you walk through the fire, you will not be consumed. You are mine, you are precious in my sight. My love for you is everlasting. My love for you shall have no end when you pass through the waters I will be with you when you pass through the floods they will not sweep over you when you walk through the fire you will not be consumed you are mine are precious in my sight precious in my sight you are precious in my Amen. Thank you, Kim. At this time, we're going to have some reflections from a family. I'm reminded of Luke 6.45 that says, A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. Uh, I've been given uh, a memory, an overview of Larry by the family that I'll read. But before I do, let me just simply give a personal reflection of my own. Um, I don't know when I first started teaching couples serving Christ at Beacon, um, but in 2006, I joined the staff here and stopped teaching that class. Larry was in the class, and uh, 15 and a half years went by, and the Lord enabled me to resume that after that span. And one thing that was consistent, it's like Larry was bookends. Um, I can't tell you the number of times he would say an encouraging word to me uh, before that time serving the youth and after that time. He loved the Word of God. He loved teaching the Word of God. He loved listening to the Word being taught. Let me read this from the family, if I may, and then we'll have some personal comments from some of them. Larry Hunter was born in 1942, the youngest of six siblings. His father died of a heart attack soon after Larry's birth, so he never really had a dad. Around the age of five, he was given a guitar, and he learned to play it all by himself. Not surprising, since the whole Hunter family seems to be blessed with the gift of musical talent. As a teen and a young adult, he was an outstanding athlete, lettering in basketball and baseball at Graham High School. Sports 
for another love of his. Larry's decision to join the Army in the early 1960s led him to posting in El Paso, Texas, where he met and married the love of his life, Nellie. As they started their little family in Graham, Larry continued to enjoy playing guitar and singing in successful bands with other talented musicians, while also developing his career as a credit analyst. He eventually retired as vice president of finance at GE Capital. In the early 80s, God stepped into Larry's life and changed his heart. He found a home church soon after and began using his gifts in a different direction. Singing in the choir was something he truly enjoyed, as well as teaching in Sunday school. Later on, Nellie accompanied him as he began going to nursing homes to play music and to teach the scriptures. It was a passion of his for over a decade to serve the Lord in this way. The last several years of Larry's life were beset by multiple health issues that he powered through without complaining. He continued to love and to be there for his dear wife, his daughters, his grandchildren, and was even blessed to spend time with eight great-grandchildren. There's no doubt that Larry will be profoundly missed by his family and friends. His departure leaves a big hole in the hearts and lives of those who knew him best, but those hearts will never forget the good times the blessings, the laughs we experience because we have the honor of knowing this great man, this child of God. Godspeed, Larry. At this time, family members will come and share some thoughts. could all uh, bear with me and we'll try to get through this. Um, <clears throat> for those who do not know me, uh, my name is Hunter Simmons and I'm Larry's um, oldest grandson. My mom and uh, my aunt, they both had a deal that whoever had the first boy would uh, get the name of Hunter. And, uh, well, that's the end of that story. <clears throat> Today, we gather to remember my grandfather, who was a very important part of my life. As a child growing up, all the way into adult, I was blessed to spend an immense amount of time with him. From playing golf two to three times a week, to mowing multiple yards, each Saturday and listening to hundreds of stories from his childhood and beyond. And of course, getting to eat a good steak every weekend. <clears throat> we have some of the best memories that I will cherish for the rest of my life. Over the years, he has helped me in a number of ways. He taught me concepts, skills, and hobbies that I will continue to use. And because of this, I'll have the opportunity to pass them along to my children. Most grandfathers <clears throat> don't usually take their grandchildren to their place of work with them, but I had the privilege numerous times of going with him and meeting some great people 
through his work that I'm actually still in contact with today. One thing that stood out to me over the years <clears throat> was that he was always helping people and serving others. Some of my best memories were going with him to the prisons and rest homes where he ministered to people while playing and singing his guitar, which he was extremely talented at. His desire to study and teach the Word of God was evident in his life, and it made a tremendous impact on mine. Another impact that he had on my life was encouraging me to join the military at the age of 19. I was very hesitant at first, and at one point I didn't want to go. However, he opened my eyes to the realization that I needed to better myself. He knew that being a prior veteran himself, it would not only help me to mature and grow, but that it would turn me into a better man. And boy, was he right. I know for a fact that nobody could have been a better grandfather and great-grandfather than he was to me and my children over the years. If one thing is for sure, I have been blessed with the time that God has given me with him. Because as we all know, we are not promised tomorrow. James 4.14 reads, Whereas you do not know what will happen for tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. I love Papa. Thank you. Thank you, Hunter. I'm here representing his first granddaughter, my oldest daughter, Megan. Unfortunately, she wasn't able to attend, so she sent me this email that I've read a hundred times and I made it through it just fine, but I can guarantee I'm probably not going to do so this time, but um, I'm going to do my best. It's so hard to share these things without being there. It's so hard to give words to a lifetime of memories and then give those words to someone else to speak. The golden strands of sunshine that wove in and out of my childhood, Papa is part of so many of them. He punctuated my life with the best of himself, and that included countless errands, singing the carpenters at the top of our voices, beach trips, carousel rides, and of course so many Chick-fil-A sandwiches. He once brought back a small arsenal of Little Mermaid pajamas from a business trip to New York. He knew how to make me feel like a million bucks when I was a little girl. He prayed with me and for me as I grew up. And he sent me study Bibles and commentaries galore. He planted so many seeds, some without even meaning to, and those seeds have taken root. Papa loved me well, even when we disagreed on things. He didn't shame me for making mistakes. He just kept praying. <clears throat> 
And I'm so glad to have known him and grown up close to him, listening to him, seeing or explaining you words, watching him hold each of my daughters and smile at them. I will miss his hugs, his smile, and his voice. I will miss listening to him play the guitar. He was a pillar in our family and in my life. youngest daughter and I wrote this I wrote this I wrote this as a letter to my dad I didn't mean it to be read at first but then I I thought I would dear dad the day you left this earth I felt my heart break into a thousand pieces Suddenly, there was a huge emptiness in the place you had filled my entire life. Because of you, there was always music in our home. And I developed a lifelong understanding, appreciation, and love for it. Because of you, I grew up with a strong love of country and a patriot spirit. Because of you, I had a wonderful example of how real men provide for their families and never let them down. Dad, you were not perfect, but no one is. You loved us and wanted the best for us. Thank you for spoiling us every Christmas. Thank you for teaching Michelle and me about the sun and the Earth's rotation with that globe and flashlight. Thank you for giving in and letting us stay up past bedtime many times to watch a Carolina basketball game and for teaching me how to do a proper layup. Thank you for not giving up on me when I really disappointed you. Thank you for faithfully loving mom and taking care of her when your own health was failing. I will cherish every memory that I am left with now and will miss you terribly. We all will. But knowing you are in a glorified body in heaven with Jesus makes it easier to bear. It's too bad we had to cancel your 80th birthday party. It would have been fun. I love you, Dad. You're one of a kind. And I want to repeat something that I read earlier. And that is, tears and heartache are part of loving and losing someone. But the grief of our temporary loss must be balanced with the joy over Larry's eternal gain. You know, for Christians, uh, a memorial service is somewhat of a paradox. Um, A paradox is a seeming contradiction. It's possible to be brokenhearted and rejoice at the same time. Um, It would be unnatural not to grieve over the loss of someone you love. But for Christians, it would be unnatural not to rejoice over someone you love in glory. On Sunday, March 27th, I called Larry because I had missed seeing him at church. Later that very day, he was admitted to ARMC. 
on Thursday, March 31st, 2022, shortly after 3 p.m., we learned that God had called him to his eternal home. In less than one week, the man who faithfully worshiped from that church pew for 40 years was worshiping in heaven. Proverbs 27.1 states, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a may, day may bring forth. There is a point in time ordained by God for each of us where opportunities will close. We're not promised one more minute, let alone one more day. Larry believed and taught that it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment. And the passion of his soul was that all of his loved ones would meet again in heaven. Truly, if he were standing here, he would say with the Apostle John, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. I had intended to share something at the graveside service, focusing on Nellie. And I decided to share it here, mainly because of it being windy and cold outside in deference to her. In an effort to offer comfort to my own mother, Nellie, when God called my father home, I shared a prayer with her that she could read during times when grief hit her the hardest. It was to remind her of numerous promises from God. And in closing this service, Nellie, I want to encourage you in particular with this. Dear Father of mercies and God of all comfort, I thank you for your abundant grace that saved me and even now sustains me, for your tender mercies that are new every morning, for your great faithfulness in protecting me and providing for me. I praise you for who you are, the Almighty who can do anything that glorifies your holy name. I long to honor you by embracing your providence for my life, but I'm weak, Lord, during the ceaseless temptation to want my will and to be discontent or to be bitter over my circumstances, give me strength to pray like the Savior prayed in his hour of agony. Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Guide my steps in these times of uncertainty. Comfort me with a sense of your presence during these times of heartache. Help me in turn to comfort others by resting in your promise to never leave us or forsake us. When feelings of helplessness threaten to overwhelm me, I need your grace to be anxious for nothing. When discouragement presses down upon me, I need your mercy to rejoice in all things and to pray with thanksgiving. When doubts seem to consume me, I need to trust in you with all my heart and to lean not on my own understanding. O oh, Father, when I do not know what to pray, may your precious spirit intercede for me with groanings which cannot be uttered, so that even the wordless yearnings of my heart are a sweet-smelling savor to you. You have made me exactly as you wanted me to be. You have ordained my path and my days. I rest in you alone as my creator, my savior, my king, my comforter, my guide, my shepherd, and my father. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Would you please stand at this time for closing prayer? Dear Lord, we do call upon you as the Father of mercy and God of all comfort. 
And once again, we want to thank you for your grace, evidence in the life of our brother, Larry Hunter. We miss him. And at the same time, we rejoice that he's in your presence. Thank you for the impact that Larry had on many through his faithful use of the gifts that you bestowed upon him. Please be with Nellie and the family in the days ahead. Please meet their needs and calm their anxieties. We ask this in the name of Christ. Amen.